Mark's here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Mark Borzeka. I'm Steve Zier. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Brett Goodell. And we're all comedians living in Los Angeles, and we're big pro wrestling fans. And do we have a show for you? Do we? Do today. We? we do. No, we don't actually. Thanks oh, for listening. Sure. That's it. Thank <laughs> you. Good night. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. It was rhetorical. Facebook. Do we ever have a show for you today? Do we? Ever. We have, have reviewed show. we have reviewed some shitty things and uh, dedicated entire podcasts to them. We reviewed the um, Knucklehead. The, we removed the WWE film Knucklehead. The chaperone. We reviewed the chaperone, which actually wasn't that bad. And we oh, reviewed WrestleMania twenty seven, a, a movie called The Wrong so- Side of Town. That was brilliant. With Not the, a WWE film though. With Batista and uh, an RVD straight to DVD release. But we said that's we can't watch these shitty shows anymore and review them. We got to watch something good. And recently, you know, everybody's been talking since the uh, Money in the Bank pay per view with CM Punk and John Cena. Everybody's been talking about the Canadian. What a thrill ride. Yes, everybody's talking about the Canadian Stampede pay per view, which it reminded so many people of. Back from July 6th, 1997. It was voted the best major show of 1997 by Wrestling Observer. So we're finally watching something good and reviewing it, gentlemen. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So we're going to give a little uh, historical, um, I guess, uh, context here. So that at the time this pay-per-view happened, the Monday Night Wars were on. They were in full force. WWE had been losing at this point pretty significantly. And we're just a few months before the Montreal Screwjob, the famous uh, incident with Vince McMahon, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart. And uh, this is in summer of 2007. The, I, I looked up the ratings the next night, July... Uh, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Two thousand seven. Oh boy, the year of our lord, nineteen ninety seven. The year of our lord. The ratings the next night uh, for Raw and Nitro. Nitro beat Raw pretty handily. Nitro had a three point four to Raw's two point five. So there was a pretty good rivalry right now. Uh, in, uh, you know, and it was demonstrated by a sign someone was holding up at ringside that said WCW, where the gay boys play. <laughs> where the gay boys play. I'm surprised That's, that didn't win the Monday Night War. And Anybody nowadays, know? that sign would get you in a lot of trouble, too. Where the gay boys... Yeah, somebody call... Uh, what What are they called? The, uh, the Glad? Glad. That's why I didn't watch Glad. WCW. Um, gay people play there. Oh, where man. The, where the gay boys play. And this was an in-your-house pay-per-view. They don't have these anymore, but WWE used to have... Uh, they would have their major pay-per-views like Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania. And then in between, every pay-per-view was called In Your House with a, with a, a subtitle. With a subtitle. It was, it, this one was In Your House, the Canadian Stampede. And they were only two hours long and they were cheaper. They were like 20 bucks or whatever. They were cheaper than the regular show. And they had a really fancy set at the In oh, Your House. Yeah, lovely. I, I thought it was awesome. It's the front of a house and the wrestlers come out. But from garage. the garage. Yeah. You know what they should have is that automatic garage door opener. <laughs> it makes it hard for a guy like The Undertaker to come out of the garage uh, to his music. It just isn't quite as intimidating. That's why they kill all the lights so you or can't see the house he's coming out of. Vader come out of the garage. Well, it makes me relate to them. You know, They're just coming out of suburbia just like me. Yeah. Well, Vince doesn't want you to relate to them like that. He wants you to think that he's... They're superstars, Scott. Some oh. sort of Superman or Uber bench, if you will. This is. <laughs> uh, we had to hook up my VCR to watch this show. We watched it in glorious VHS. And with yeah. the timer running the whole time and no. the SP. Guys, I don't have a remote. I lost the remote to that VCR years ago. On a pull-out bed. 
We all four of us watched it on a pullout bed. <laughs> That's right. And this event was taking place, this wrestling show took place during what's called the Calgary Stampede. And you know, you're thinking, what's the Calgary Stampede? What Why would it? I give a shit about that? I'll tell you what it is. I looked it up on Wikipedia. The Calgary Stampede is an annual rodeo exhibition and festival held every July in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. The 10-day event, which builds itself as the greatest outdoor show on earth, attracts over 1 million visitors per year. And the greatest outdoor show on earth. <laughs> Vince was like, God damn it, did they see WrestleMania 4? What, what was a good outdoor Nine? WrestleMania? Nine. 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 Yeah. Nine. Um, that was the greatest goddamn show on earth. <laughs> Where were we? I lost my spot. Attracts <laughs> I lost over, my spot. Attracts over 1 million visitors nice. per year and features the world's largest rodeo, a parade, midway, stage shows, concert, agricultural competitions, chuck wagon racing, and First Nations exhibits. The city takes on a party atmosphere during the stampede. Office buildings and storefronts are painted in cowboy themes. Residents don western wear, and events held across the city include hundreds of pancake breakfasts, and barbecues. I'm surprised that WWF at that time started all of that from one paper, <coughs> one in your house. No, paper. it had been going from the from since 1886, Scott, Steve, whoever Scott, you are. Steve. Oh, hey, God, it's hot in here. Hey, I just, <laughs> I'd like to let everybody know, Canada is going to be interesting one time of the year. We're okay, gonna we're going to have one event. All right. We'll uh, have some chuck wagon races, or you got to get all this ground meat all the way to the butcher shop. From another butcher shop before it goes rancid. All right, see, everything's always boring here, right? Everybody always says, oh, it's no fun here, right? How well, many of those events do you think are hosted by Hart Brothers not signed by the WWE? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. All of them. Um, the, there was a three-man booth on this show. Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and Vince McMahon were your announcers. All wearing cowboy hats. I have to I have to confess something, guys. This was the first time I'd ever seen Vince McMahon... Uh, do commentary. Wow, Steve is a more recent wrestling fan than the than the other three of us here. Mm-hmm. Wow, so right off the turn up truck. What'd you think of his fake laugh? Uh, <laughs> I, well, when you did it that time, I was reminded how scared I was of it, and then I was like, seems a little patronizing. Seems a little patronizing. <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. Like Jim Ross will be like, "Wow, it sure is a great." To Only be enough here. Japanese to speak English or to order dinner. Ha <laughs> ha, Jr. It's terrifying. Better hope nothing ever happens to your face or you're gone. <laughs> the first match of the show Incredible was... Incredible amount of foresight. <laughs> <laughs> we do match... have the benefit of foresight at this point now. First match of the show was part of the free-for-all, <coughs> which um, was the pay-per-view preview show that they used to do. They used to show you with free matches, whatever the opening matches on the cards were as the pay-per-view preview. The Curtain Jerkers. The Curtain yeah. Jerkers, yeah. Yeah. indeed. And in this case, it was to show, listen, everything will be way better than what we're showing you right now. Uh, the match was the Godwins pig tag, farmers. tag team match. They were a pig farming tag team. Against the New Blackjacks, a team I have to honestly say I have no, no memory of having ever existed, but it was Barry Windham and JBL. A couple of mercenaries hired by a couple of cattle ranchers to get those good ones off their farm. You would, I mean, you absolutely would have to understand the logic behind putting these two teams together. I, I didn't even know that was going on outside the building, this Canadian Calgary Stampede or whatever. Yeah. But they're like, open the whole thing up with this with this Western-themed match or and whatever. Everybody and everybody on commentary were wearing cowboy hats. And pig farmers, because there mm-hmm. is an agricultural competition going on as part of the stampede. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 Mark! Ha-ha! <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. But the new Blackjacks were a tag team where basically they were dressed up like Blackjack Mulligan, Barry Windham's dad. 
That's what they were both. Uh, that's black not Jack what Lanza. they were basically dressed up like. They, they were, were all wearing black, black trunks, yep. black chaps, black hats, black handlebar mustaches, and white boots. But they why were, do you think they called them the new blackjacks? Yeah, because they, they were, were dressed like that. Dressed like the blackjacks, which are exactly who he said. Hey, I thought I established I'm a new wrestling fan, and I was going to point out that they looked like the two cowboys from the village people. So oh, that, oh, the the regular blackjacks even looked worse than that. They looked more like the village people than those guys did. Because <laughs> Blackjack Lanza out. was not a big guy at all. Well, they should sign with WCW. We're the gay boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, 1997? <laughs> uh, then they showed us a video on the preview show that was explaining what was going to happen tonight. Because the Hart Foundation, everywhere else in the country, were bad guys. And uh, Steve Austin, they were facing Steve Austin's team in the main event. And Steve Austin's team were the good guys. But tonight, in Calgary, where the Hart family was from, born, bred, raised, run their own promotion for years and years, the Hearts were getting cheered. And this was an awesome promo. And it so they showed a video really to explain cool. that. Mm-hmm. It was really it was like a done in black and white. Yeah, yeah, it was. They it was had like a narrator. The Hart family. Yeah, it's like, we no longer live in a world that it's black and white. More different shades of gray. Yeah. And then it was all in black and white footage. And then Vince went. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Great package. They bought it. <laughs> uh, the, um, then the actual pay-per-view out. itself started in your house. And out of the garage came Triple H... <laughs> With China. Hunter, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Helmsley. Oh, yeah, you're right. Triple I'm sorry. You're right. He was still Hunter Hearst China. Uh, no one's the Connecticut Blue Blood. Ch- China. 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 got a Y China. in the middle. In full dude mode, like uh, pre-Annie surgery. That wasn't Sean Waltman? Sean <laughs> Waltman looked tan and yeah. tall. Well, this is a different China than the one you see today. This is a young, supple, virile, <laughs> firm, <laughs> wrong term. Sorry. firm, flat-chested, yeah. Muscular, natural, large jawed. The ass of a well muscled 20 year old boy. <laughs> pre pornography. Pre one night in China. You know, the slow description pre back door in China. Pre penis removal. Uh, she really did look a lot different back in the day. She looked buff. Not too long ago. She looked buff. And uh, HHH Hunter Soundsley took on Mankind. And the match ended in a double countout. Guys. What a brawl! It was a crazy brawl, and it, they couldn't stop fighting. It ended in a double countout. It interrupted the next match. It's good. I liked I, it. That I, was a lot of fun. I loved it. Yeah. And uh, you know, we were meant to think they would fight another day and settle this score, but it actually. Well, we'll we'll see what happened yeah. as mm-hmm. the show continues. But it was it was it was good. There was that one uh, real crazy spot where China threw uh, mankind right into the stairs. Well, yeah. both half yeah. first. Could, he could have been a mistake. Foot, he grabs been a botch. He grabs one what? foot, but both hit, and also his thigh. Right on the corner of the. the Foley steel always ring takes set. those really odd bumps yeah. where something really weird gets hurt. So no, I don't think it was not, a botch. Nothing simple about it. It's always yeah. like him, one leg flails too much, and it, it takes like, something weird like the knees. He goes after something that you need later, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so one of those. <laughs> That's ones, oh, that looks like it smarts. Because <laughs> yeah, the crowd goes like, "Oh, why do you? No, come oh, on, the man! Funny bone. Oh, god damn it!" There was a, then they showed a video package of actual footage of the. Calgary Stampede of shit that was happening in this what I described a few minutes ago. Oh, so only they showed who won Miss Calgary that year. Well, it turns Miss out Miss Calgary, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, they they did show it. Scott. Wait, what, what? What? It was Diana Hart. No, wait a second. Yep. You mean the wife of the British Bulldog? Yeah, she won the Miss Calgary nineteen ninety seven competition. And what well, they wait, she don't was... mention is she's won it ten years prior to that every year. <laughs> wow, I just what hold a on lucky to the British dog. 
Uh, they also showed the Hart Foundation as part of this big parade in the Calgary Stampede. They competed in a tug of war. They showed us footage of that. In uh, the uh, you New know, Black lost. And they explained that the Hearts were uh, you know big hometown heroes, and this is where they're from, and all that. And, and this that, is the greatest outdoor event of all time. God damn it! Did you see the Roman theme WrestleMania Nine? <laughs> Caesar's Palace. God damn it! We had Jim Ross in a toga. Yokozuna. Bobby Heenan came out backwards on an elephant. It beat your goddamn chuck wagons any day of the week at twice on Sunday. That was the <laughs> fanciest macho man outfit ever. <laughs> uh, they also mentioned uh, that that the line to meet Bret Hart was over a mile long. People couldn't get into the Burger King. See, he is an actual Canadian hero, guys. Why did people mock him for saying that? Well, he is he a is Canadian, Canadian hero. I don't think yeah. Canadians make fun, mock him for saying that he's no, the, a Canadian every, hero. No, the rest of the world They'll does. They'll stab you for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... Don't you say nothing about you, me. I, America does. I wouldn't... Next up was popular. two Japanese light heavyweights. Oh, Taka, learn their name, Mark. Taka Mishinoku versus the great Suzuki. And you're probably thinking... Why would WWE have two Japanese light heavyweights on their show? It doesn't seem like something they'd ever do. Well, this is the height of the Monday Night Wars, and Vince has got to compete with the cruiserweights and the luchadors on Nitro, which were doing huge ratings at that time. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm giving you the historical context. No, thanks. I appreciate it, Mark. This is a decent match. It went on way too long. Yep, it did. Oh, but it was interrupted at first by... Oh, Oh, my God, a huge spillover from the first match. Hunter Hearst Helmsley and... What a brawl! And Mankind were still brawling backstage which they showed us that spilled out into the the, uh, arena before this match even got on underway oh yeah yeah now you're probably well suzuki won this match with a sort of roll-up kind of move and you're probably wondering what whatever happened to the great suzuki after this match i know on april 13th 2003 suzuki won election to the prefectorial assembly oh japan he became a politician making him the first actual masked legislator in history so he's he's married to the mask then he's not gonna get rid of it i get oh no he's definitely not he's he's stuck with it even as a government official oh so vince clearly got this idea for linda from the great sasuke yeah i think so Mm -hmm. well she didn't have a mask that's why she didn't win then on february 19th 2009 suzuki was arrested for assault after kicking a 36 year old man and grabbing him by the shirt collar (laughs) suzuki Suzuki was reported to be angry because his picture was being taken with a cell phone camera. Um, however, all charges were dropped. He was released for jail after apologizing to the man. The man who took Suzuki's photograph was said to have not known who he was and thought he was just some crazy person wearing a mask in public. Then well, Suzuki yeah. kicked him again. Yeah, Mark, you didn't know who he was when watching it. And you still didn't remember after the incident. That's true. Which is really strange. I, when you get kicked in the head... It's hard to remember a lot of things. Yeah, I could have taken his picture if I saw him out and about, if I caught him in the 7-Eleven or something, and thought, well, this is just a crazy guy with a mask. You might have checked his oil, though. And then I would have found out, <laughs> and then I would have found out that uh, it was actually a, a wrestler who a was, crazy a, man who was a, a crazy person in yeah. a mask. Yeah. Next, they showed um, Mankind and Triple H fighting some more. Does that seem right? That's what I have. Yeah, 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 that's right. Back to it, and then this is when they were outside. And, well, it yes, bookended that entire uh, light heavyweight match. Mm-hmm. Cruiserweight. Um, and then they showed us video of Ahmed Johnson getting injured. Why? Because he was supposed to wrestle The Undertaker tonight on this show. But he got injured, he hurt his knee, so Vader is replacing um, uh, Ahmed Johnson in the WWF title match. Undertaker is the champion at this point in time. Which is not the main event. Which is not the main event. No. no. 
No. Uh, they cut backstage to Paul Bearer and Vader together. Paul Bearer had turned on Undertaker not long before the show, so he was in Vader's corner. With red hair. Turned on his hair dye as well. <laughs> <laughs> and his makeup. His Uncle Fester makeup. Yeah, he went from uh, the Fester makeup to just a lot of concealer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they said to Paul Bearer, uh, Doc Hendricks was doing the interview, and he said, how can you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning after what you did to The Undertaker? And Paul Bearer said, looking in the mirror every morning is the best thing I do, if you know what I mean. I didn't. I don't I really know. Didn't. That sounds like a waking nightmare. I don't know what he means. And he <laughs> stared right into the camera, right into the eyes of the viewer, where he just go. This is you, the mirror looking back at you. This is your face. <laughs> this is your face. Look at yourself. Enjoy it. <laughs> Where's my chin? Drink deep. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but who's this? Vader's gonna win. Oh, <laughs> uh, here. Then we had the match. <laughs> Vader, Vader with Paul Bearer versus The Undertaker, the WWF champion. We were talking about, as we watched the show together, we were talking about how cool Undertaker's entrance is when you are live in the arena. Yeah, it feels it, a little long just watching it, but when you're there, it's When you're epic. there, it, it's too short. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why couldn't short. this be the entire pay-per-view? It's awesome. And especially that that's when his the height of that dead man sort of like weird, yeah. like... I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the supernatural powers of or of turning on the lights. It's okay to be afraid stuff. of them. I'm not a but, fan of uh, them because I'm afraid of them. What, his powers? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I well, was afraid of but his teardrop tattoo. Are you scared of yeah. the dark, Steve? Is that what it is? Because all he really does is the, shut the lights off. I'm not off. afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the dark arts, Mark. <laughs> yeah, this is when Undertaker had his teardrop tattoo mm -hmm. right under his eye. And um, we thought, we didn't know what it meant, so we looked it up. You know, what does it symbolize? It says that the original meaning of those tattoos was what the, that the wearer had killed someone. But and, he is the Undertaker, and right? Paul Bearer attested that he killed his family. Yes, yeah. us. Which, <laughs> it seemed like he was trying to deny, but a teardrop tattoo didn't seem to help his case. Any. It sure didn't. <laughs> Vince McMahon being like, and after Paul Bearer has accused him of killing his family. That was really great. I like that. <laughs> that was directly after the match, after everybody felt good that the Undertaker had won, and just, yeah. The crowd was... And he murdered his family. It was nice <laughs> to see a decent-looking WWF championship belt again, too. It looked good. Yeah. It looked real good. Uh, during the middle of the match, Jim Ross plugged the uh, superstar line hosted by Sonny and the Honky Tonk Man. Oh. This is like a 900 line that you'd call into and, <laughs> yeah. get, and get the latest news from Sonny and the Honky Tonk yeah. Man. We may have some very young viewers. Yes, you would call this hotline and have to pay yeah. to call this hotline. You wouldn't right. be getting text messages from your favorite WWE superstars. No. It would generally be like $2.99 the first minute and then a dollar each additional minute. They yeah. have weird little things like that. So, yes, you'd have to pay to hear them talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The honky man, tonk man, talk. The honky man. The honky man was the there. That he wasn't on TV. He was the honky man was a racist gimmick, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, I'm in Canada. <laughs> uh, Scott, uh -oh. I'm Ed Johnson. <laughs> He's Scott, not me. You were really down on this match, Scott, but I thought it was fine. I mean, look, there was a really long rest hold in the middle of uh, a uh, headlock, and there was a really long nerve pinch. Yeah. That was what I was uh, the Vader was really getting into that nerve cluster. Of the but Undertale. there was some cool stuff in it. He was trying to inject his fat into him and give him diabetes. Vader, it seemed like to me. I will give you this. Vader was not at his best. Yeah, he yeah. he, he had, was at his roundest. He, he had been... I was a huge Vader fan in the mid-'90s. He had been an awesome, awesome WCW champion. If, you, if we got one of those Vader masks, would you wear it for the show? 
Um, yeah, I'd wear it all the time. <laughs> I'd become the great Suzuki. Yeah, I was about to say, Mary I'd wear it all the time. Right. People take pictures of me, and then I kick them. <laughs> I kick them when I go. His to mask jail. is. Just... Oh, but it'd be a Japanese guy who'd take a picture of you. Great. Good. There's enough Asians. space in his mask, though, that we could still tell it's you. They're called leg holes. He's wearing yeah. three thongs on his But I wouldn't table. acknowledge it. If you called me by my real name, I wouldn't acknowledge it. Oh, Wunzika, 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 Nerve pinch for 10 minutes. But I was such a big Vader fan that I used to go to WCW shows in the 90s and they would tour Detroit and this was at a time when their business was bad so you could get front row seats easy at most like 2,000 people would come to these shows at Kobo Arena while Vader was champ and so I made a sign I made a, a poster board sign that said who's the man because that's what Vader used to say all the time that was his catchphrase he would go who's the man who's the man so I made a poster board sign that said who's the man and I, I was in the front row and when <laughs> Vader came out I held it up and Vader came over to me and took the sign out of my hand, and he walked around ringside with it, holding it up, screaming, who's the man, who's the man, and then gave it back to me. He so neither one back. of you knew? Yes. Huh? Neither one of you knew? <laughs> no, it's a rhetorical question. Vader is the man. <laughs> well, he seemed to be asking the entire crowd and was so confused that this kid doesn't know. I don't know. Who is the man? Answer I, me! I think you're misunderstanding it. So. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, well, then the real highlight of the show came right before the main event. Uh, Farmer's Daughter came out to sing the Canadian <laughs> National Anthem. Oh, God, that was breathtaking. <laughs> you, you guys are all familiar with Farmer's Daughter, right? The uh, you weren't. You asked, so you asked Scott to rewind the yes. tape. The three-woman group? The three-woman yeah. Canadian group? The Farmer's original Daughter. Dixie uh, Chicks? To be honest, I thought it was Wilson Phillips. Well, three women we've never heard of came out and sang the Canadian <laughs> National Anthem. And then... They're signed to Universal. All former Miss Calgary's. Brett, uh, Steve Austin's team came out. And here was Austin's team. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, Gold Dust, and Ken Shamrock. Five-man team versus the Hart Foundation. Brett uh, Hart, Jimmy Anvil Neidhart, Owen Hart, Davey Boy Smith, and Brian Pillman. A 10-man tag main event. This heat. So if you saw Money in the Bank or if you saw the One Night Stand pay-per-views, at ECW pay-per-views, the WWE ECW pay-per-views a couple years ago, you had this kind of atmosphere at those shows. It was electric. They're so rare. It almost feels like a sports rivalry where you've got a home team and an away team. Mm -hmm. And this was exactly like that. And the Hearts, who were the heels, were the home team. So they're getting cheered like crazy. And the Babyface's Austin team are, is getting booed out of the building. It's incredible. It's, uh, the yeah. energy is unbelievable. This was really a fantastic match. They had a great story in the match. And the, the other Hart brothers were at ringside, the ones who don't wrestle or really wanted to wrestle but couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor, that poor pilot who was grounded, the guy in the bomber jacket with the aviators. Oh, Bruce. That's Bruce, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> angry, Bruce bitter Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Hart looked exactly like that at WrestleMania two years ago, too. <laughs> exactly like Same glasses. Same glasses. Yeah. Same shit on. And um, Stu, of course, Stu, Stu and Helen Hart, the uh, the mother and father of all the hearts, and oh, Stu Patriarch, and Patriarch, Stu Hart, a legendary wrestler and legendary stretcher. He liked to get uh, young boys down in his dungeon in the basement of his house and well, stretch. You're already implying something. Is that your Stu Hart? That's my Stu Hart. Let's hear it again. you from stretch out here. Are you gay? <laughs> Did you in wrestling with shadows when that that guy goes, I'll will take one of your holds there, Mr. Hart. I'll take one of your holds, and that yeah. guy's like, oh, yeah. oh god, <laughs> uh, oh god. <laughs> 
He seems like a real same serious. noise as Brett made uh, while watching this show. Yeah, in bed. Oh, that's Mark rolled over on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Bill, Jim Ross was Jim Ross was I mean this orgasmic during this match. This yeah, yeah. these kind of things really excite him. And um, he was screaming, "The building is shaking! You got to be here to feel this." At the beginning of the match, it really was unbelievable. Bret Hart, hard camera was shaking. The, the, yeah, the hard, that yeah. hard camera was. Rocking and rolling. Brett and yeah. Austin started it off. What are the stabilizers? God damn. It was a long match. There was some great stuff in it. Uh, highlight of the match, though, Ken Shamrock having no fucking idea what he's doing yeah. in a pro wrestling ring. No clue. No clue. Nine other completely uh, trained uh, professionals. Capable, talented. One maybe drunk. Sure. Nightheart made his fair share of mistakes. But. Yeah, but uh, he was working with Shamrock a fair amount of that mm-hmm. match. So uh, actually, we we you could hear them over like at times you can hear his partners on the apron kind of coaching him. Well, tell we him live what in to Los do. Angeles and we have a lot of video editing equipment, so we yeah, took that tape audio. and we did a we did a digital render of it. So mm-hmm. like we we put it on and made it a, a video file, and then we broke down all the audio, sort of like when you're doing a Blu-ray. They take the original like uh, soundtrack and then they'll uh, separate the layers for the audio track. Yeah. We did that for the VHS. Wow. Could you could you make this longer? This yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we did. Really though, how did you do it? I'm, I mean, can I you apologize. get into more technical details? <laughs> but, but what would the setup of the bit be? <laughs> I'm just a very passionate when it comes to when we get to do our technical stuff, and I hardly ever get to talk about it. Well, I'm sorry. Continue, Mark. Uh, well, uh, ha ha. <laughs> well, should we play it? Should we play the? Uh... Can Shamrock during the match not knowing what to do? Yeah, Animal was wrestling at this time. Animal was actually it. He was in the ring wrestling and everyone else was on the apron. Play. (laughs) I got his foot! What do I do? Oh, what are you doing? I got Brett's foot. Here, I got your foot. What do you... Yeah, now what? Can you goddamn son of a bitch kick it or something? Ken, what are you... Come on, just kick him. Hold on. Put an ankle on. Shut up, Goldust. I know I could beat him for real, you know. No, just it's wrestling. Just make it look good. No, Brett, lay down. I got this. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Oh, don't switch to the other leg. Come on. Come on. Try something. Goldust, you son of a bitch. You don't have to talk in your character voice all the time. I like to be in character when I'm on the apron. Yeah. Touch my dick. Can can't do a move, you damn son of a bitch. No, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm going to make him stand up again, and we're going to start in a fighting position. Oh, Brian Pillman, clothesline! This ain't real, this ain't real, Ken. No, okay, this ain't we... MMA, you damn son of a bitch. Come on, do we're a move. squaring off. We're squaring off. Okay, you got him back on the ground again. Now, why are you picking up his ankle again? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm going to tag. Uh, can I tag now? No, you're in right now. No, 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 my vinyl suit is filling up with sweat. Feels so sexy. Oh. Guys, I have an idea. What if Owen Hart fought Bret Hart? I'm going to go tag Owen in. That's not the spot yet. Someone team. Someone feel me. Vince, these guys are yelling at me. Why don't you just elbow drop his leg? Anything. Just do something. Damn it, Ken. You stop doing it. I'm vomiting the match. Well, that's what it might have sounded like. It might, might have sounded like. I that's think what you it mean did it sound did like. sound like. It was that. Oh, what a rush. It was that clusterfucking. <laughs> It was. It really was. What a joy everybody to watch. It was that was, improvised. Everybody was else was fun. fantastic, though. It was really a hell of a main event. It was a hell of a great. main event. Um, and um, at the end of the match, uh, Austin sort of attacked 
some of the Hart brothers, they jumped, <laughs> they jumped the railing. Well, even, even before that, like I, it was cool how they presented a, a humiliating win, Austin getting pinned, uh, but it was it was humiliating for that team that they all stood there. They were beat up, sure, but uh, it was humiliating for all the Canadians to yell and jeer at him. And they just stood there and had to take it. Yeah. Which was cool. That doesn't exist anymore. Right, right. Yeah, and then the the whole Babyface team went backstage. The Hart family uh, all got in the ring. I mean, like, all the brothers, Stu and Helen, everybody. The family came yeah. in. Yeah. And Austin came back out by to himself with to try to attack the Hearts one more time. I'm sure Ken wanted to go too, but he just he didn't get it. <laughs> they stopped him. They stopped him. And the Hearts took him right down, and um, and and then they uh, the, the Canadian police handcuffed him. Or handcuffed him like an animal, as Vince McMahon described it. And animals are often handcuffed. And they and they were took they him police, out of the though? building. They were not Mounties. I don't know what they were. They should have been Mounties. That would have really added to arena the security. Yeah, but they but took wearing Austin the, out. The hat and the... Austin's swearing up a tire. Get these fucking cuffs off me! Oh. And then uh, the whole Hart family got in the ring. Helen, Stu, all the Hart brothers, the Hart sisters, the Hart grandkids. A young D. H. Smith. A young D. H. Smith. Natalia. A young Natalia. A young Teddy Hart. Mm-hmm. They appeared to all be there. Everyone was alive. Except and, for the couple Hart brothers that couldn't get off because they were still working in the concessions. <laughs> and the end of that pay-per-view, it's like, not to go, not to be too much of a buzzkill, but, you know, the end of that pay-per-view. Well, it's JR like, says that line. The whole family's in the ring. Everyone's still alive. And Vince McMahon just puts them over like crazy. He's like, this is the first. And they're the heels. <coughs> He's like, this is their Canadian legends. They're wrestling legends. There's the first family of wrestling. And everybody's there. And everybody's great. And you'd think they're going to ride off happily into the sunset. And of Forever. Course, and JR says, the family that fights together survives together. Yeah. And then, of course, it does not work out that way. Within two months. Yeah. Yeah. But, that was, uh, you know, we, we were talking about how comedically the foresight that we had on that event uh, was good. But even like... I guess the little, like the buzzkill sort of foresight that we the moment we had watching it was that uh, on the Hart Foundation side is that Paul Bearer gets buried alive by the Undertaker. Yeah, so sad. Yeah, that eventually happens. But like you know, on the Hart Foundation side, you know, like only Anvil and Bret Hart are the only ones still around now. Yeah, yeah, the other three gone and Hawk. So a, t- four of the six uh, guys. <laughs> oh boy, what is happening? Four of the ten guys in the match. Yeah. Gone. Dead. Dead And Pillman within two months of that, you yeah. had said. Just a couple months. Well, I think we definitely did get into Buzzkill territory. I think it was it was a really amazing pay per view that I was I was really glad I got to see because it was an era I wasn't familiar with at yeah. all. Well, that's but a I lot only like any era. Fair, but I only the knew 80s, the context the of it. The foresight. 90s, so for, 70s, for knowing for only having such a negative understanding right of so many of those guys, knowing that they're gone, getting to see them in their prime and getting yeah. to see like this awesome pay per view where they really get to showcase, that was a blast. Yeah. It was really good. Like, that's what I prefer because it sort of erases only knowing them as the guys who are gone. Racist. <laughs> racist. It's racist. Honky Man. <laughs> Honky Man in the building. <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? Look at my suit. Your race makes me afraid. I've got a bow tie. Well, uh, let's get some last words on the show from some of the uh, performers. Paul Bearer, any last words on the show? Taka Michinoku is so tiny. <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon, any last words on this? Show? <laughs> what yeah. a great show! Yeah, uh, Ken Shamrock, any last words? Wait a second, I have his foot. <laughs> uh, Hawk, any last words? Oh, what a rush! 
All right, that's it for curtain jerks. This Ooh, is. Uh, you don't want to ask me any last words. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, gold dust. Gold dust, please. Ah, any yeah. last words? Ah, ah, Your career's ah. gonna shine for years to come. I'm a gold star. Gold dust. You're still gonna be in that outfit and makeup 15 years later. Yeah, but my son will do okay, right? <laughs> and we hadn't heard from Animal <laughs> yet. Son. Animal, do you have anything to say, <laughs> brother? I mean, my what? brother. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, but Animal isn't in the ring. He really drops. But I think Vader should close out the show. Who's the man? <laughs> Who? I, I don't know. I Answer us. Who's the man? <laughs> I, we don't uh, know. Is it John Cena? Who's the man? Tell us. Um. Little Marky Warzak is the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for Curtain Jerks this time around. Please go to our Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks, Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks, and join us on those sites. Please go to iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Rate and review. Uh, thanks to Comedy Podcast Network. Check them out at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Thanks to our producer, Meredith Spivey. And for Curtain Jerks, I'm Mark Warzak. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Scott Arbor. I'll break it out. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. <laughs>